As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Wannabe, the podcast that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. I'm Imriel Morgan, founder of Content is Queen, a podcast agency and club for ambitious podcasters with phenomenal taste, high expectations, and a desire to sound as good as I do now. You can now become a member and get unlimited access to both of our podcast studios for just £199 a month. Head on over to contentisqueen.org to learn more and to elevate your audio. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Wannabe's focus is to help you take consistent action to build a successful life and career in the creative and entertainment industry. Today, I am back with three uplifting guests who are going to help you think about your video presence, to not chase the things everyone else is doing, and to check in with your body. Let's get into it. Today's guest is model, author, and student Naomi Shimada. Naomi is the host of Beauty Fix on BBC Sounds and the co-author of Mixed Feelings. She has starred in campaigns for Nike, H&M, and Gap, and her writing has been featured in Vogue, Elle, and The Observer. In this episode, Naomi and I talk about the effects of overwhelm and taking a step back from the online and digital world. We explore how our lifestyles can contribute to our health and why we should be listening to our bodies and intuition when it comes to our work. Let's go. Who did you want to be before you became who you are today and why? I'm actually currently doing the artist's way. I don't know if you've ever done that program. No. But it's all about unblocking your creativity. It's like an, a 12-week program and a lot of the exercises are about who were you as a child? What did that child want and desire? Do you still express those parts of yourself? Or it's about connecting to that person. I'm starting to draw again and play outside. And like, I've been really trying to connect with that part of myself. I think when I was young, I wanted to be out in the world. I played in front of the camera for as long as I can remember. I've worked as a model in the fashion industry for over 20 years now. I've been captured in some way or another. Even that word capture is like, I'm really trying to delve between the lines of what does it mean to just be me mm -hmm. and not perform a version of myself that I've been taught how to do since I was really young. Have you figured that out yet? I think for me, it's very particular because a lot of my work is aligned with me and my spirit and the things that I'm thinking about and dealing with. Mm -hmm. So my work is very personal. And so it's, it's, it is also safeguarding a lot of stuff to just be private. Like I'm, I'm offline most of the time, for example, and, and choosing my privacy as something that is sacred to me. 
And then once I do dip my toe in being able to think a bit clearer about what feels right to share and what feels powerful to to share, especially once I've been able to reflect on it a little bit, instead of it being like updating the world with every thought constantly, (laughs) you know, like I'm definitely not on that tip at all anymore. And not to say that no judgment for people who are, it's just not my path anymore. And there was a moment in time where I was very reactionary. I was very instantaneous. And I'm just trying to practice a different, slower version of living. How's that working out? I mean, it's up and down. You know, how do we undo or unlearn a lifetime of unhealthy socialization? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And also just this modern way of living, even though if we haven't learned from this moment in time, the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera, how to care for ourselves, how to go slower, when will we? I feel like work culture and just this such intense hyper productivity that we've normalized it's exhausting and I can't keep up and I don't know if I want to um so I those are the things that I'm navigating of just getting caught in moments where I feel like I'm slipping behind everybody else and oh my god (laughs) yes Um, but actually no this is a mirage I think what we see online is a very curated version of people's lives. And we have to remember that how much if we allow ourselves the time to, to rest and reflect and also to make stuff from a place of richness instead of a place of like, I just have to produce, 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 produce. What will that work look and feel like and be like? And I just feel like there's no way that it can't not be powerful if we take the time to really decide what it is that we want. Ugh. We've really been confused. We, we think it's more important to put out than it is to really think about what it is that we're making. I have been grappling with this because my body is saying, please stop making things and stop producing. Like it's actually saying like, you actually can need to stop. And I'm having ailments I've never experienced before. Oh I my feel God. so exhausted and so tired. And it's definitely trying to just like, girl like if you don't stop we'll stop for you I've had two injuries in both I have like two repetitive strain injuries in my hands that means I can't type oh wow and I have been like this for the last eight months and if you think about the metaphysical reasons behind pain and injuries right like what is actually going on Mm -hmm. when the thing that I need to actually make the thing isn't working. It means don't make the thing. Exactly. (laughs) We're so socialized to wrap our sense of self. Just Our sense of self is built around what we do and our achievements, right? Mm -hmm. And what our achievements, how they are seen by the outside world, by institutions, by our professional peers. And at the moment, while I can't make anything, like my thoughts are literally like, if I never make anything again, will you all still love me? Mm. Will you all still care for me? Is my humanity only seen through news articles and clickbait worth posts or whatever, you know, like, is that how I am seen? Yeah. And I think this is what this disability is like. How do I really sit with myself in a way where I already am enough from the get go? As I am already right in this moment in time, if nothing else ever happens changes or I never put out and make another piece of work which obviously that's not going to be the case but how do I sit with that feeling as if that is what's going to happen I've never had to ask myself those questions and I think it's quite an interesting thing to ask at what point if the answer is still no it's not enough for some people even for me like what does that what will be 
just hearing you speak and hearing what you've had to go through. And I'm like very much at risk of creating a repetitive strain injury with my shoulder right now <laughs> if I don't cut it out. What have you found in the time that you've kind of had to take a step back? What practices have you incorporated? What have you learned from like the kind of forced stop that you've been on? It's a journey that I'm still on and it's still something, stuff that I'm trying to practice. And I started a master's in October and I had never been, to, I've never been in higher education before. Oh, wow. That's been a test in itself of being in a completely different kind of institutional space that I've never entered, but also it's a virtual space because I haven't been in school physically. And just the high pressure learning environment, the competitiveness just squashing so much reading you know the cramming of learning I just think it's the commodification of all expression and creativity is not the problem because we all need to like work and make a living but I just mean like how we only see it as that and not just versions of our expression and playing the stakes feel so high don't they and that's what creativity is living it's how we make our food how we engage with our loved ones how we enjoy our life not even enjoy but how we live how we prove that we're living and alive and breathing mm -hmm. and how do I practice that part of being that part of myself without the fear of being judged all the time yeah these are things that instantly make me feel better so I, I haven't painted or drawn since I was a kid but I've been doing that a little bit every day even just to get my hands moving again in a different way so as part of the exercises I've been really trying to practice. I, I've always cooked anyway, but I'm really cooking myself meals that are really good for me. Trying to actually enjoy the part of my learning. My injury has meant like I have had to put school on hold for a little bit, but it's, I think it's also allowing me time to reassess. When I am in that space, how do I take that space in? Do I put it on a pedestal or am I just there to just like, how can I just enjoy it instead yeah. of, also because I already I might have a career you know I'm going because I want to learn more yeah but as exactly. soon as I was in that space I felt so stressed it's a stressful environment they make yes. it that way on purpose and how do I not engage in it in that way like how do I just write essays without thinking about the grade how do I just write something because I love it because I'm, I'm studying what I love you know and how do I just maintain that feeling yeah and I think that can be approached to so many things that we do, right? Like, how can I do this from a place of love and not a place of fear? We'll come back to Naomi in just a few minutes. Okay, so I was thinking you probably already invest a lot of time and energy into your skincare, healthcare and hair care. But what about your brain care? Why prioritize what's on your head over what's in your head? I was recently introduced to the Brain Care Podcast, which is dedicated to helping you care for your most important organ. Hosted by Dan Marisata, co-founder of Heights, a brain care company, you'll learn about how to optimize your brain health and mental well-being through a series of bite-sized interviews, all between just 5 and 15 minutes with the world's leading scientists and experts. Dan interviews brilliant brains like Stephen Fry, Jay Shetty, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, and Dame Kelly Holmes, to name a few. So go to your podcast player of choice, the one that you're listening to right now also works, and search for Brain Care to start improving your brain today. Right, I want you to get to know Brian Hollingsworth, who is a social media expert. Here he is with a quick message for you. My name is Brian Kofi Hollingsworth also known on the internet as the BKH, and I've made it my personal mission to help guide your brand 
online whether you're an influencer a creator a personal brand or a business i'm here to help you traverse the plane that we call the internet with social media blogging youtube podcasting anything a brand can use to put value out and to show the world why they are worth attention and spending time on one thing i'm currently working on is my video presence and my video creation skill video is one of the harder formats to creating because the bar is so high if you're taking a picture you just probably need a good camera and some good lighting and look good right if you're writing some text it's pretty easy you just type if you are recording audio there is no camera needed you could be in your pjs and you've got a good mic and you've got a good setup and you soundproof and you know exactly how to sound whereas video you need lights camera smoke makeup hair clothes background all kinds of things go into video production that make it that much more difficult and that much more harder to produce. But I believe that video is the format of the future. Having a good video presence to me is going to be very paramount to anything I probably do or want to do in the future. So that is one of the things I'm really, really focusing on improving myself in right now one book i really 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 recommend is called known by mark schaefer and he says it's the handbook for building and unleashing your personal brand in the digital age this book really helped me decide what i actually want to be known about and narrow down how i look and how i present myself online with some really really actionable steps and it's not specific to any platform like just blogging or email or just instagram or twitter it's really got a lot of principles and actionable steps that guide you just to become a person to be known about whatever platform you want i really highly recommend that you can always rely on Brian to keep things straight with you. I am not sure video is the next frontier, but I do know I now have to add practicing my video presence to my ever-growing to-do list. You should 100% be following Brian on Instagram at the BKH if you aren't already. He's forever dropping gems on how to be a better content creator on social. So if that's your bag, go and follow him. Now, back to our incredible guest, Naomi Shimada. I mean, so many people are trying to incorporate what they love into their work, but there's something about all, all the other way around. So you find something that you love or enjoy, and then you try to make it something that you monetize or become yeah. something. It then has to have new meaning or a new skill or something has to be attached, like an achievement has to be attached to it, which then makes it work. And then when it becomes work, it becomes far less enjoyable. I did not think we were going to go down this road today, but I'm glad we did because I think it's an interesting discussion and we're asking all of the right questions. I mean, the only thing I would really, when I think about what this show is about or what I understand it to be about, speaking about work and the creative industry and et cetera, et cetera. I, don't, I think master your own voice. No one can be you. You are the only you. Don't forget that. And journeys are not linear. Journeys of progress. And I think that's the problem with things like social media because you only ever see the finished product of something mm -hmm. and you have no idea what's going on behind closed doors and what people's lives are actually like take it with a pinch of salt take your time take time offline nourish yourself and good things will come from that place I'm on that trying to nourish myself right now I'm not trying to make anything right now and I know that I've done certain things in my life I am in a, a certain position of privilege because I have, but I think that that message of only do something when it feels really right is applicable to everybody, no matter where you are. 
because things only start happening and fall into place when you are listening to that intuition. Yeah, I feel like you just took me to a place that I was avoiding going to in terms of my own inner voice, not with the podcast, because I was just like, oh, the signs are telling me one thing and I have not been listening. It's hard. It's hard. Trust me. I am definitely not above falling into the trap of days that I want, where I just feel this is like eight months after depletion of, of feeling like I literally haven't been able to do anything. This is like eight months of tears and frustration and, and feeling inadequate and feeling like I'm being left behind by the world and yeah. blah, 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 and feeling like I can't keep up at school and all of these things. But what comes first? Without my health, I am nothing. That's actually not right. I mean, like without my health, my health comes first, actually, is because I'm still of value if I start to take that back. Like I am still of value with in pain, I am still a human being, but it just means that I need to put myself first. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think that's really important. I have a friend who has lupus and so often has to just stop because the consequences of her not will be, can be fatal if she's not careful. And I think... That is the thing she was telling me over the weekend. It's like this message of you need to prioritize your health. You're so right that when we're in these spaces, especially the creative and entertainment industry, which feels like it's more liberal and more welcoming in some ways, there's still things that will make us feel we have to do more and produce more and produce excellence at a level. Yeah, but I think that is dangerous. And that's the, the danger of liberal ideas and spaces. It convinces people that they're not part of the problem and they're, they are open, they are, but it makes actual conversations when it's actually in reality not more difficult to have mm-hmm. and it's more difficult to be seen and heard yeah. sometimes, I think. Def- you know, oh my God, it's very gaslighty in that way of, no, what do you mean? My only advice that I can give you is that these are little messages from our bodies being like, hello, I am here. Yeah. Please take care of me. Hello, don't forget about us. We are one. The brain and the body are not separate entities. We are together as one. And they are speaking. These are messages. I love that. I would just love to know, and don't take this the wrong way, but where do you get your audacity from? I mean, audacity is something I think about a lot. Do you? I think about a lot. And I always wonder how I can even be more audacious, to be honest. It's funny when you, it's my life and myself, I don't feel like I'm that audacious. And <laughs> it's something I want to harbor more. But the things that I have done, I couldn't help but not do them. 
And, and I know that's not really an explanation. I, I have problems even not censoring myself. For, like even in interviews, I can't help but like speak exactly how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. And I think that is what people feel. And that is what tra- I hope what translates. But but again, going back to the truth, speaking your truth, speak, using your voice, not always, but when you do speak, is it truthful and honest to you? Because that we all we can all feel a difference when people speak are just super media trained and give you a very kind of curt oh, yes. media answer and and <laughs> and then yeah I'm just not good at that <laughs> I'm just <laughs> very oh I don't know how to do that but I think that's also <laughs> my power I want to harbor enough audacity to live my full truthful self in this lifetime and yeah, not let fear and inhibition and fear of so many things get in the way because it's my life. So I think about audacity a lot. I want to find the audacity to express myself fully, physically, but it is something I really think, how can I be more daring? How can I just live? Even that thing of like dance, like no one's watching is such like, how do we apply that to our life? Yes. How do we do all of these things? Just in a super hyper surveilled world, we have to not only do we live in the most like surveilled country in the world where everything we're constantly being watched and then social media where we're constantly policing each other, judging each other in this way. I just don't enjoy that surveillance. I'm not into it. I feel like it robs us of presence, of joy, of of everything. Like I just I find it so in like it used to be a place where I used to feel so free to express myself and now I don't. Yeah. I feel scared all the time of everything. That's just not loving. It's not a place to grow in a safe space. And we can't grow as creatives like that. Yeah. I suppose it comes full circle to what you were saying about being a child again. Like how do we bring that back? Because Children are just uninhibited. They're going to scream if they want to, dance if they want to, sing if they want to, run off, do what they want. (laughs) I'm just trying to be that child. I just, yeah, that's the kind of audacity I'm looking for. Dude, I love that. (laughs) Okay, let me tell you, Naomi and I were vibing in this episode. I can only hope that all the goodness transferred over to you too. To find out about Naomi's work, you can find her on Instagram at Naomi Shimada. Before we wrap up, here's author, writer and podcaster Natalie Liu with some must-hear advice about carving your own path. There's been a few, but the best one, I think, was when a friend, who's also a medium, actually, she said to me, how many mountains do you need to climb before you acknowledge that you've climbed? Like, how many mountains do you need to climb before you acknowledge that you've already made it it was the realization oh you've already but basically like you climb a mountain and you already are a success you already are enough but you then just go and climb another mountain and another mountain and at some point you have to acknowledge i climb mountains already i'm already more than enough so that yeah. was brilliant to advise me i have a concept had a massive amount of bad advice but you know i really identify with what kiki palmer actually said on your episode about how people give you some weird advice about what you can and can't be so i was told that i was crazy to go off and decide to explore blogging full time. I was told, we'll hold your job open for you. I saw my old boss a few years back. We were gathered together for an old colleague who passed away. And I think at that point I'd been gone nine years. And he said, oh, you know, obviously, you know, he obviously forgot that it was nine years. He said, oh, you know, obviously, you know, if if it's not working out, 
we, you know, we can always find a job for you. And I went, I've been gone for nine years. I think it's fairly safe to say I'm doing all right. And he's like, oh, you're like, you're still doing that blog thing? And I was like, yeah. But if I had listened to people like saying, you're crazy to go self-employed, you're crazy to go and write a blog, for, write an ebook. What the hell are you talking about? If I had listened, that's bad advice. I can see why the woman from Spanx kept her, her product to herself for a whole year because people will turn around and say some stuff to you. And if you're not, if you pay too much attention to that, you can get deterred from who you are in your dreams. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this half an hour has made you think, reflect and contemplate what your next step should be. I'd like to encourage you to think about one person who would benefit from the messages shared today. And I'd love for you to share this episode with them right now, please. If you'd like to hear the extended interview with Naomi, all you have to do is screenshot and share this episode to your Instagram stories and tag at content is Queen HQ. Or better still, you can subscribe to our channel on Apple Podcasts for just $2.99 a month. You'll get the extended interviews as well as ad-free versions. Remember, you can now become a member and get unlimited access to both of our podcast studios for just £199 a month. Head on over to contentisqueen.org to learn more or to sign up if you're ready. Until next time, bye. This is a Content is Queen production, hosted by me, Imriel Morgan, edited by Joseph Perry, sound designed by Amber Miller and Joseph Perry. Music and sound effects are from Epidemic Sound. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.